Lights, Camera, Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of The Cinemates. We're here to transport you to the enchanting world of cinema where stories come to life and dreams unfold. On today's episode, get ready for a cinematic journey like no other. We'll be diving into the box office as we do every Tuesday today. <laughs> we usually do that on Mondays, but today it's a Tuesday, so uh, we will be hitting you up here right now on Cinemates. I'm Mike Jose Collins, and that's Jake Schultz. How's it going, Mike? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Yeah, I had a nice weekend. What about you? You went up to a cottage, had a little fun? Yeah, it was a good time. Now we're back full-fledged. We enjoyed the Labor Day weekend, so we had a little time off. We said we were going to record for Friday. Did not, obviously, and a little bit of technical difficulties preventing us from recording yesterday. So we're lucky we even got in here, to be honest. The system's trying to hold us down, Michael Collins. They're trying to hold the Cinemates back, but... That they are. We found our way, and we're in the we're in the cursed studio room. So, if this episode's coming out, it's a good thing. It, it bodes well. I, I'm a little nervous. It's really <laughs> hot out. It's like 40 degrees outside, and this is like a nighttime edition of Cinemates. This is like Cinemates yes. after dark. It is 8:30 p.m. at the time of recording. Uh, yeah, we're doing our fantasy draft. Well, one of us is at the moment <laughs> during this episode. So, uh, oh if, I, if I start throwing out football references, there you go. But. Uh, Jake, uh, how was your cottage? Like, like, did it feel like you were on finally on a vacation? We've been busy all through the summer. Did you get a little R and R? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Honestly, I thought I was going to, but the cottage weekend felt way more hectic than I oh, thought no. it would have been, and it was really like go 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 the entire time. And the tubing was like the most hectic tubing I've ever had in my life. Like, I have a bruise on my stomach from Ooh. it. I'm not a tuber. Yeah. I don't like the, I like, I love a cottage. Yeah. I think they're fun. Uh, I'm not a like boat sport guy. I see. I really liked them when I was growing up and I don't know if it was just because my friend was being a massive dick that he just wanted to kill us on the tubes. But like I was flipping in the air every time he turned us around the corner and I, my like I got the, n- the wind knocked out of me at one point Damn. and that shouldn't happen when you're tubing. That's not a normal tubing activity <laughs> to get the wind knocked out of you. I didn't know like anybody with a cottage growing up. Yeah. Uh, I think the first like cottage, I was like dating a girl and they had a cottage. So that was like my first cottage experience. But then, like, basically, like, cottages are you go up and you just drink the whole time. Mm-hmm. So nobody's driving a boat, really, yep. unless yep. it's, like, someone's family cottage, which I did not experience that <laughs> because then the dad's driving, I guess. When was the last cottage you went to? Oh, last cottage. Oh, I got a uh, one in the summer last week or last year. Nice. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was, like, a trailer on the top of this little mountain. It's pretty good. It's in the Muskoka's, so I enjoyed that. Muskoka's is a very nice area. Yeah. Got to go to my favorite brewery. Muskoka Brewery. It's a very nice place. It's your favorite brewery. I thought it was the first time you went. Like, it's my favorite beer. So oh, it's my okay, favorite craft okay, beer. Okay. So I was excited to go there. I got a nice little cup. That was my little memorial from it. It's good. It was a nice weekend. Oh, what, yeah. did you, what did you do? Uh, what did I get up to on well, Saturday? A um, couple... Of, oh, no. That was two weeks ago. What did I do this weekend? Oh, I worked. <laughs> I went to work. You forgot uh, what you did. It's already it was Madeline's birthday. So we oh, happy belated, Maddie. Tell we her I said that. We went out for a good, uh, good dinner, and then we went out for some drinks. Just us. It was really, really fun night. Nice. Um, and it was, it was very nice. That was on Friday, and then Saturday I went to work, and I feel like I did something. Oh, I went to a buddy's. He had a little thing. It was good. It was a good time. Um, so like just chill, not nothing yeah. too crazy. And then Sunday I went to another friend of mine's, Liam, who's been on the pod before, um, and he uh, he we had a th- a three a three movie watch. Ooh, so we'll get into that a little later, will we? Yeah. 
Uh, but why don't we get into the box office, shall we? Yeah. It's a big weekend. It, it was the Memorial Day weekend. So I do not believe that I have the dailies. I can get the daily as well as it. So I'll, I'll read that after I do the weekend. But we'll go over the weekend first. So this is the weekend of September 1st to 3rd. As always, I will give you 13 to 10. And then you have to go and guess. Or 13 to 11. And then you got to guess yes. 10 to number 1. At number 13 this weekend, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. 38% drop with under 1,000 theaters now with $1.2 million. But it's still dollars. in theaters, correct? It's still in a okay. couple. Because we just had, we were just talking to someone who's on his way right now to go see Mission Impossible, and I was like shocked that it's still in theaters. Oh, well, that's surprising. I, I guess it's uh, tr- it's Toronto, though, to be fair. It is. It I is. think that there's always going to be one theater that's going to play to the bitter end because Sound of Freedom is still playing at some of them. Who doesn't Let's want go. to go Sound of Freedom? Mission Impossible, around $560 million, so it is officially done. It is slowed down. It is not going to reach the heights of its predecessor in Mission Impossible Fallout, which is a bit disappointing, but it is the way she goes. Not any more disappointing than Haunted Mansion, still at number 12 this week with $1.3 million. Still around 1,000 theaters, so it's not under, but it is officially a clock. It's been a little bit since we've done a podcast. Relax. Uh, It's officially crossed a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, that is. And that is the money that it is getting at number 11. The Hill, this is that Dennis Quaid film that we talked about that stumped you last week at number nine. It has dropped out to number 11 this week with $1.4 million, bringing its worldwide total to 5.4, which brings us into yeah. the top 10 now okay. for I'm this Memorial Day weekend. I'm trying to remember what last week was. <sighs> okay. I got, I got, okay. I'm going to go with. Stupidly Haunted Mansion. So I just said Haunted Mansion. I thought you said, oh, you said, you said I thought you said Mission Impossible and then Sound of Freedom. I said Mission Impossible, Haunted Mansion, and The oh. Hill. So Jeez, someone who does not, pay, not attention. pay attention to what I'm saying um, on this pod. Yeah, let's go with uh, not Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I swear I thought you, you said Sound of Freedom in there. Um, okay, then I'm going to go talk to me. Talk to me once again at number 10 this week, Let's continuing go. 22% drop. It's doing great drops week to week. $1.7 million this weekend, bringing its worldwide total to $63 million. Still one of the most success- successful films of the year in terms of profit made. Number nine, Mr. Collins. Number nine. Okay, here's where everything gets tricky for me. It's an interesting week. <laughs> I'm going to go strays. Strays dropping from number six to number nine this week at a 48% drop. It is officially now out on VOD, so they are not universal. Said, nah, nah, nah. We knew how much this was not making money that we're going to give people a chance to watch this on VOD, which I'm sure it'll get a lot more attention on VOD. People just were not checking that thing out in theaters. Still in about 2.5 thousand theaters. But it made $2.5 million this weekend, bringing its worldwide total to $27 million. Really, really bad for that film. Yeah. Number eight. Okay. Number eight's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say, okay, how many new releases? Can I ask a question? How many new releases right, do we have? Because I guess here? we didn't do Friday. So there was one new, well, okay, there's two new releases. One's technically a limited that's gone up, uh, which is Bottoms, which is the yes. Rachel Sennett and yes, Abby yes. film. And then the other one is the Equalizer Three. And then it's the Equalizer Three. Sheesh. Okay. Okay. Um, I like the Equalizer near this spot. 
So I'm going to go Equalizer 3. Meg 2, the no trench. No way. Ah, oh, the freaking Meg. Dropping from number 7 to number 8 uh, this you're week. You're right. It didn't even make that much. <sighs> That's tough. 41% drop with $2.8 million this weekend. Brands worldwide total to $376 million total. Still raking in that money from China. Number 7. Okay, no, I want to say a new release here, but I feel like things are falling. So, no, I'm going to go new release. Equalizer 3. So, you were right about new release. No. Just the wrong one. Bottoms, which upped its release to 700 theaters. Huh. I thought it, all I, the I, way. I've seen it gaining steam, so I figured it might have been a little more popular. Damn. All the way up from spot number 19 last week to number 7 this week with a 561% increase. Damn. $3 million bringing in this weekend for its total worldwide of $4.5 million. That is only going to continue to grow over the next couple of weeks as the theaters continue to expand. So it's currently in the 715 theaters. It's going to continue to expand with the critical acclaim this film has been getting. I want to go check it out. I was going to go check it out today. Got lazy because this heat just got to me so hard that I was like, nah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to check that out in the future and get you a review on that. At least I will. I'm not sure if Mike can. But that is number seven. So number six. Okay. I don't think this is going to be a new release. Uh, I'm guessing if Equalizer actually did pretty well, it might be top five. So I'm going to guess. Considering the numbers I've been giving you have been like around $2 million, yeah. that's probably <laughs> a good yeah, shout. Yeah, that uh, seems to be the good a good shout there. Uh, this is where I had the Megs, so, but that, that 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 clearly did not work here. Um, around $2 million. Okay, let's go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem dropping from number five to number six this weekend with a $4.6 million increase. It's slowly losing theaters, still around 3,000 theaters, but it is currently worldwide at $152 million. Paramount did put this out on premium video on demand surprisingly this early and not just that, it was supposed to be this week, today, at the day of recording, Tuesday. They decided to do it a whole weekend early. They did it on Friday, a surprise release, when they could Madness. have made money over Memorial Day weekend. That is bizarre. It is a little strange, don't you think? Yeah. Still, $150 million is nothing to snuff at. It's pretty decent. It is making, I believe it has just reached its profitability point, so it's now going to just continue to make money. But yeah. It's it's dropping well, 36%. It's good for an animated film. So I'm glad the word of mouth has been doing its part. Just Pretty all right. Yeah. don't really understand the video on demand aspect of that. <laughs> number five. Okay, number five. Uh, I Okay, it's got to be one of the top three. Um, I still think Barbie and Oppenheimer might be top four. No, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer at Let's number go. five, dropping one spot from number four last week. To a total of $5.7 million that weekend. 30% drop still. <laughs> that, that You shouldn't be reading Christ that seven no, weeks man. in. That's that a insane. movie is dropping 30% and still making $6 million movie, on dude. the weekend. Not just that. Oppenheimer has officially crossed $850 million worldwide. It is on its way to $900 million. It most likely will pass that after next weekend, which is That's sensational. absolutely incredible. Hats off to Oppenheimer. Number four. Okay, number four, here's where things get tricky. I'm going to say Blue Beetle. Gran Turismo racing its way down. Is Blue Beetle even in top ten because did it go out of theaters? Oh, 
crashing its way it down. Yeah, you're right. It might have gone out of theaters if I know. From its number one position. Oh, they did put it on demand, so it's probably not even in theaters anymore. Damn. To number four, 62% drop for Gran Turismo. It's a really bad drop for a blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, By the way, all the haters. No, no, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, trust me. Don't worry. We're, we're going to get. I knew you wanted to bring that up. Uh, $6.6 million on its weekends, though, however, doing well internationally, which is $81 million to, can total. So internationally, it's picking up 62% of its profit. So I, I think that's not really a surprise that yeah. the international market is loving this more than the domestic. But not terrible. Not a terrible amount of grossing so far. I think it'll I think it'll steady out a little bit as the weeks go on. And its second week, though, 62% drop, not great. You're not no. wanting to see that. No. Number three. Uh, okay, number three. I have a tough number two, then. So those were the only two new releases? Mm-hmm. So then... Is, is Blue Beetle still in theaters? That's my question. <laughs> do, do, uh, I'm going to go Blue Beetle then. Blue Beetle okay. at number Ooh. three. Ooh. In its third week, 41.5% drop for $7.1 million this weekend's. It has officially crossed $100 million worldwide, so it's at $104 million. Still not great, but you know what? A 41% drop isn't awful. No. So it's at least doing something, you know? May not be lighting up the box office, but still top three. It's still doing something. So, hey, it is what it is, yeah. I guess. Um, Which means number two. Barbie. Barbie staying in at number two. Dude, if I get one more, that's eight. That's the best I've done. You're doing great. I think you might get one more. I believe I do. Uh, <laughs> reading this, 32% drop in its seventh week, $10.2 million <laughs> for its current worldwide total of $1,384,000,000, continuing to light up the box office. That's two drops. Oppenheimer, 30%, and Barbie, 32%. What the hell? <laughs> That's madness, man. That's crazy, which means the number one film at the box office. The Equalizer 3. The Equalizer Let's 3. Go! Michael Collins, 8 for 10. You get a little round of applause for that one. That's by Jeez. far your best And I, I guessed no, the number one movie is like number eight or something, so... That's that's pretty good to come back from that. So you there did we go. Great. Guys. I'm proud of you. Eight. I'm, I'm proud of you. Eight this week. Thirty-four point six million dollars in its opening weekend, bringing its worldwide total to sixty-eight million dollars. Sixty-eight point nine to be exactly. Damn. It's pretty good. It's not bad for the Equalizer. I did not see any advertising for this movie at all. It just kind of just came out, and I saw people going, "Hey, it's an Equalizer film." <laughs> But it's making up basically almost all of its budget in one weekend. It yeah. was a $70 million film. I mean, this movie rules, man. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I can you only expect this movie cooks. freaking rules. So that is the top 10. Let's go. Why don't I read you? Give me the totals, brother. Just so you know, for Labor Day Monday, Equalizer made $8 million. Barbie still made $4 million. Jeez. So <laughs> everyone's still going out That's to wild, watch man. Barbie. That's Let's wild. go over the worldwide because 
we might have a new number one. Ooh-hoo. Number 10, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, $476 million total. Number 9, Elemental, $480 million. Number 8, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, $560 million. Not far ahead of it, The Little Mermaid, 569 I don't know if it's going to get there. It's. I mean, it's still in a lot of theaters, technically. It's still in about a, over 1,000. It could. Is it really? Yeah, it could. It could get there. We'll see. I, d- I don't think it will. I think the old memory is going to hold on to that spot at number seven. Number yeah. six, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, $689 million, with Fast X at $704 million at number five. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 at number four. <laughs> no longer at number three with $845 million, which means Oppenheimer... Has Let's entered go. the top three Congratulations. films of the year. Who would have thunk a little biopic about... Little biopic? Okay, a big biopic. An R-rated biopic. Getting all the way up there. Incredible achievement. $853 million, which means, number two, the Super Mario Brothers movie. It has been knocked bum, out bum, 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 of its number one position, which it has held virtually all year since it came out and that is insane to finally see that's Mario actually crazy dropping out of there at 1.358 billion dollars which means the number one film i'm a barbie girl you're a barbie girl and we all are living in a barbie world barbie number one at the worldwide box office for 2023 with 1 billion 384 million dollars and a movie. going it is going yeah. to chug its way up there to $1.4 billion. And quite frankly, I don't even think we can guess when it's going to stop. Yeah, It might hit 1.5 if theaters keep this thing out all the way until October. What a movie, man. What a cultural phenomenon. It's actually crazy, the power of what Barbenheimer did for, for these two movies. It is really crazy, isn't it? It's possible crazy to predict. That studios don't want it to continue. <laughs> But that officially wraps up the <laughs> summer movie season. So we're yeah. done with the summer movie That's season because Labor, Labor Day is... Labor Door. This heat is getting to me. Labor Door weekend. I am more than usually... <laughs> it's been 18 minutes and I'm stumbling over every single word <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, this is the official end point of the summer movie season, which means that we're now turning our way to award season and the prestige films that will be coming out within the next couple of years as we round out the year in film. Yeah. Toronto International Film Festival is right across the corner. I can confirm for you, Mr. Collins, I will be going to a couple movies. Ooh, you paid the price. I t- <laughs> you paid the piper. So I got good prices on these. Sure, I did not sure. pay the $88 that people have been paying. Yeah, I, totally I, believable. I paid the, the face value of $26, which is pretty good for a film festival but i am seeing three fil- four films actually the first is the richard linklater hitman film hitman i've heard great things about it i've heard tremendous things about glenn powell and he's getting a- actually a lot of award buzz i don't think he's gonna get it but i've seen like people are loving him in this film and i'm excited to check that one out it's a rom-com which sounds really fun about a hitman i'm excited to watch oh, that one he's, uh, he's already done one of those has he no Okay, I was going to say, I don't think Glenn Powell... I like Glenn Powell. Yeah, Glenn Powell's great. I'm happy that he's getting a lot more exposure. Top Gun was really his, like, launching point for what him. Do you, what do we think? Did, are him and Sidney Sweeney in love? I don't know <laughs> what's going on there. That whole thing, everyone's like, oh... Do you think so? No. God, okay. no. 
but what if? That'd be cool. I'd, I'd like them more than Sydney Sweeney with whatever that guy is. What about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner? Oh, yeah. They, he filed for divorce now, eh? That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's a homebody, apparently. That was the latest report. He likes to stay at home. She likes to go out and party. And he's like, hey, that's not for me. Oh. Don't they have kids? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, as well, I will be seeing Fingernails, Ooh, which is... What the hell is that? It is a film with Riz Ahmed and Jesse Buckley, and it is the pr- one of the producers of Yorgos Lanthimos' films. He's decided to take over and do his Yorgos own film. Lanthimos. So it's going to be an interesting film, to say the least. I'm excited for that one. The Holdovers, which has been getting a ton of Oscar buzz as well, Paul Giamatti. This is a film that I believe is honestly going to be front favorite for the TIFF People's Choice Award, which if that oh. happens... That means it's basically a lock for Best Picture every single time. Usually, yeah, yeah, whenever yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. usually there's, whenever they win People's Best Choice Awards at TIFF, they get in for. It. But it's Alexander Payne who is of Sidewalks and what's that film? The high school film that came out, Election. So that's of Alexander Payne. So that's his, his newest film, and people are saying it's just as good as those two films. So, with the uh, who's in Election? Matthew Broderick. Yes. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. So I'm excited to see that one. And finally, probably arguably the biggest one at the festival. I'm shocked that I got it. The Heron and the Boy. Ooh. I will be going and seeing Miyazaki's final film for ah, Studio Ghibli. That's what that is. Okay. It is the hottest ticket at TIFF. And yeah. I'm for someone who's only seen one of his films, I know I'm going to get lambasted for that. You've only seen one of his movies? Yeah. Which one? Spirited Away. Oh. There's a lot better. Princess Porco Roscoe. Okay. (laughs) So I will be seeing that one. And I will be bringing reviews of all those onto the the, the pod. So you look out for all those. I'll actually have more to add. When is that? So it starts this Thursday. I will not be seeing a film until (laughs) next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like I remember it falling on when like. Everybody starts school, and then it's like, oh, TIFF is happening. It's always around football weekends. Yeah, yeah. The opening weekend, which oh, is coming so back. Exciting. I'm so excited for football. What did you guys watch this week? Ah, football. <laughs> F- football all day. Should we do like a football segment on our Facebook? <laughs> no. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. He's listening to this. No one wants to hear your bad football takes. My bad football takes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. New England Patriots week one. Oh, yeah. the only thing. I that, forgot that you're you an Eagles fan. You can't say you like or you can't say you're good at it's football. You think Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes? That's just an no, insane I don't think st- No, you did say that. They're 1A, 1B. No, you said he was far better. He's closer to crap than he is to Joe Burrow. I said nothing. Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, sure. That's a I'm excited for the Patriots to prove you wrong. It's great. Uh, I I like the I actually like the pick. I think there's great value on that. <laughs> We're talking about gambling and football. <laughs> Great value on that, and you know that it is quantifiable that you can that the first four games of a Super Bowl losers to hang over there, but it's only by two points, and the Eagles are favored by three and a half, so it's still they're still a favorite. Now the line moved again. What's it at now? Four and a half. <laughs> well, then there you go. Yeah, even worse for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said money line, so. Yeah, but that means they're still the favorites, yeah. and using your quantifiable yeah, Super Bowl yeah, hangover yeah, statistic. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I what? can't wait to come back and sit down on this pod. Next week, and just rant and on gloat. 
I mean, if you hey, if you're looking for a bet and you're and you guys like movies, Travis Kelsey just went out, just hurt himself, so that Detroit Lions game is looking even more yummy. Yeah, that's gonna be a movie on Thursday. Oh, I'm so excited for football to start. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Oh, geez, I screamed in the microphone. You really did. We're gonna have a lot of pops on this episode. I'm yeah. sorry, every single person that is listening to this. Hopefully, we can <laughs> level these out for you. Before we get into what we watched for the week. My favorite segment and yours. Oh, yes. Only pick the good ones, by the way. Don't don't do them all. There's <sighs> there's way too many last time. But they're so funny. Who slandered Mike? Yes. Once again, these TikToks, Mike people are not loving Mike recently. And it's not just Mike as well. I'm on this point. The Gran Turismo takes have been flying. They're very funny to read people who are like, But I, I love this movie and that means you can't disagree with it. So the one TikTok Mike talks about the death and how he the the car crashed and yeah that that that's the also, crux of the film. Again, do do people not realize that when I post these, it is leaving out context? So you go listen to the pod podcast. Like, do people think that like verbatim what I'm saying is that the death scene looked dumb? Like, shut shut up. Go listen <laughs> to the podcast. I get that you're bricked up over a racing movie. But like, grow up, get out of your basement. Like, go go actually ha- form an opinion about the movie other than. But the cars went fast. So let's go over <laughs> these because they were flying. These takes. Gavin said, "Bro did not watch the movie with a dead skull emoji beside it." Gavin got three likes. Yeah, honestly, I'm probably. I think I liked. I like all the hate ones against me. By the way, so <laughs> the accident was in no way his fault. Says seventeen dung beetles. Great, bro. It was. He <laughs> killed he killed somebody. My favorite one is coming up. I feel like he'll read it soon. The way he killed someone, this is by Richie. The way he killed someone was how the wind swept under yeah. his car. Clearly you don't know yeah. S word about racing or aerodynamics. Oh, sorry I had to completely understand racing and aerodynamics to watch a <laughs> video game nerd race a car movie. Like, shut up. What a horrible opinion. What a crazy comment to say on someone. Oh, you don't know anything about aerodynamics? <laughs> shut up. What do you know about science, Mike? Uh, enough to watch a movie. Like, why do I have to have that explained to me? Jesus. Uh, I needed to know more about empathy towards a woman to watch Barbie than I did need to know about a freaking video game movie. Like, shut up with that take. That's just it's just crazy. Like <laughs> that is such a crazy comment to say. What does that even mean, bro? It means you don't know anything about science. Oh, he didn't kill somebody because uh the aerodynamics of his his motion car uh didn't actually uh it wasn't his fault. Like <laughs> shut up, dude. They don't get any better. User says, "Huh, stupid. This movie was a 10 out of 10." <laughs> hey, m- maybe it was, man. It could have been. Someone said it was amazing, but it was an 8.8. Very specific. We're getting in for that. Yeah, like what? Extremely specific. What are you uh, on about? As well, another user saying, dude, it's a movie. Stop crying, you cracker. <laughs> what does that even mean? A cracker? Like, bad guy? What? Like, why, why is everyone so up in arms about everything that you were saying? I don't know, man. Another one, another part of Mike's rant on a different TikTok just said, world's only angriest person. So sorry, I gotta speak the way he's. I was trying to correct his his grammar. World's only person angry about this. Okay. And <laughs> like what? You're the only person in the world to get angry about. I wasn't even angry do, about do it. Do I just said it was it was funny. Do they not understand like film critic and how you're explaining? I didn't even it, like go watch the clip if you haven't seen the clip. 
I'm not mad at anything. I, I'm I'm just like, isn't this weird? Yeah. I don't sound. Nobody sounds angry. And if you listen to the context of what you're talking about, you said like you enjoyed it overall. The first thing I say in that clip is like, yeah, if you buy into it, it's actually really fun. Yeah. You know what's crazy though? He just killed somebody. No, but you're the world's only angry person. What does that even mean, bro? You know grammar, bro. And then the Bob Iger one, surprisingly getting some polarizing opinions in there. I don't really understand this. Yeah, this one's for you. Buck Danger said Team AI. I'm assuming that's a joke. Team AI, yeah. Because I don't know how you could ever be Team AI unless you're the robot. So what bum, if that bum, was a, an AI comment? That'd be cool. Mark Sandal saying, maybe the WAG-approved studios can keep things going and the big fish can die. Epic can take a break until then art house slash low budget renaissance uh that's wishful thinking and is never going to happen i understand what you're saying is that you think that the likes of a24 and searchlight are going to continue to be able to put out movies and that's going to rival it it's never no. going to ever get that would be cool to be honest like it would be kind of cool to be living in a world where there's no big blockbusters it's never going to happen that is wishful thinking Saran so saying, how have they not been fired after recent earnings calls? Because why would they? They're doing their job. What? They're being stooges <laughs> to what? their studios. I don't really know. Kevin, this one's kind of funny. Who earns $25 million annually is now his last name, and I love that for him. It's a good nice. It's a good last name nice. for Bob Iger. It's, uh, someone else saying, are you really surprised? N- no. What? But like, what does that mean? Like surprised about... Surprised about what? The studios being the way they are? No. Okay. But like... <laughs> what? Um, Money Monkey says, fans aren't suffering. Content has been met at best. Lol. I I don't... What? I also don't really understand what you mean by that. <laughs> because what do you mean that fans aren't suffering when they're delaying films that people can't see? That's not suffering for the fans and screwing the fans over. What? Also, it's not about the fans. It's about the actors. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then finally, Daddy Miss Prime saying, lol, no different than what goes on with teacher strikes. Those in power is blaming on those striking. Yeah. 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 That's absolutely true. 100%. It's, it's a very good point. Yep. But it's the world we live in right now, and there's still been no updates on the strikes the time of this recording. It's only going to continue and continue and continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get our TikToks back up and rolling again. Uh, yeah, we are. We're, we're a little rough here when it comes to tech stuff right now. But uh, as you can tell, people by the like the clip. So we'll, we'll get them back up. Thousands of pops on the microphones right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll fix. We'll try to fix that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't pop. Pop, pop. We'll give it to our producer, Dan. Dan will... Uh, Thanks, Dan. Dan will works. Thanks, Dan. So these pops, they're not even going to be here. You're not going to hear anything. Hopefully. So let's stop talking about it. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> that popped so bad. Why don't you tell me what you watched this weekend? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, I guess this, this week? Yeah, this whole week. week. So I actually didn't watch much. It's been a very... Well, I guess you were. You went caveman. I did go caveman. So I watched the first episode of One Piece. Don't. Oh, you don't want that yet. Okay. <laughs> We got we got an episode for that. We all, don't want that yet. All I have watched is one one little episode of One Piece. Oh and God. if you want my initial reaction, check out our it's Twitter. On Twitter. It is on our Twitter, so you can read it there. Um, the only movie I saw this week 
this has to go off the context <laughs> yeah you're laughing because you put me through this off the context of last week's episode when we talked about ahsoka and how christian haydenson was coming back as darth vader in hayden christensen hayden christensen yes thank you and i brought up that oh he was a better actor in obi-wan kenobi and you said well you haven't seen little italy and i said i don't know what that is and you said okay we're gonna go watch it little no, did no, i no, know no 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 you said he became a better actor midway through the 2010s yes, yes. and i said i don't think you've seen a movie because you should see him act in this movie and little did i know he was serious about this he shows up at my house and goes i'm gonna put on a movie and starts playing little italy and yeah, i yeah. sat through all of it yes sir every single waking second of a hundred minutes of this acid trip of a film oh my god it is one of the stupidest films <laughs> i've ever seen in my life it is racist so it is racist. cringy it's homophobic very homophobic it's awfully acted terrible terribly acted horrible product placement from air canada <laughs> like it's not product placement if it's their movie though is it but like the, by the way, this movie was made specifically for Air Canada flights to watch on flights. It was pr uh, exclusively for Air Canada flights. But it's worse than that. Like, <laughs> I honestly bet that I could make a better film than this movie. This is one of the I worst. I don't think so. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. However, it, I was dying of laughter the entire yeah. time. It's somehow so bad that it's great. Like, it's a perfect, terrible movie. The plot is so generically stupid. It's Romeo and Juliet, but pizza places in Toronto's Little Italy. I wouldn't even say it's Romeo and Juliet. There's like no similarities yeah, aside like from their other. families hate each other, which well, is yeah, so... It is Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, but it's so like barely explored as well. Like no one cares. They don't tell you why the families hate each other until like the last one minute. And you're like, oh, that's a really dumb it's reason. It's because of them. Yeah, like, okay. Oh my God. The chemistry between the two of them is so non-existent. You I say that, but off screen they were making love. That's what I was gonna say. I don't understand how they caught any chemistry off screen from the on screen. Maybe they just both bonded over how terrible. I think the film it's because he was cheating on his fiance with Emma Roberts, and then it, and when she, when uh, what's her name had to go watch the movie, they were like, "Oh, there's obviously nothing going on here." <laughs> so it was a long, it was a long Absolutely con. Nothing. From I don't know how they got Andrea Martin in this thing or Emma Roberts. I, it's just like yeesh. I know, man. It was just. The whole movie, like, Alyssa Milano isn't awful either. And I just don't know, like, it's, they're decent, some of them are decent actors. The guy from Kim's Convenience was in there too. Who's horrible in this. Uh, also, he's not a good actor. Fair. I got But say. They're, they're like bigger, that guy's not a guy. they're bigger named people. Like, this is not like some shit. Yeah, this is like this top, is top of the Canadian actors right now, all in, all in a movie. I never thought I've seen Ebba Roberts have a bad performance. And then this, I saw this. I clearly, she didn't care at all about the film. But, oh, my God, what in the hell was this film? I don't think she didn't care. I think she was actually trying pretty hard. I don't I think, think it's so. just the script, how they shot it, how they cut everything, edited it. She was definitely giving a lot to Hayden Christensen, who was giving nothing back. So just give everyone the your favorite yes. line. My favorite line? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Emma Roberts is, like, looking for her underwear. Oh, no. My favorite line is Emma Roberts is, like, mad at dinner. And then she's like leaving and they're all frustrated. And she's like, that's why they call it Little Italy, because nothing ever changes. I still don't know what that means. Okay. 
So I've thought about this <laughs> oh for God. a while because I've seen this movie, like, I don't know, two dozen times. I think it means like when they named the neighborhood Little Italy, mm-hmm. they still kept the Italy part of like when because all, all the Italians moved there. So they're like Italy, Italy. That's what I, that's my that's to the best of my understanding what that might mean. But it's in this distillery district. Also, yeah. Why is it <laughs> called Little Italy and they shoot everything at Christie Pitts and in the distillery district? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's they did shoot. They did shoot. Luigi's is in Little Italy. You you love Luigi though. Luigi. <laughs> and when I came out to my parents, okay. I was, yeah, I was his, gay. That was the craziest scene. Th- that was the bl- biggest unnecessary point I've ever seen to a character. You're not even Italian. Your name's Li Zhao Ping. Oh, my God. It was the most unnecessary thing I've ever heard in my life, but I was almost on the floor crying <laughs> of laughter because out of left field it was. I don't know how Hayden Christensen kept a straight face through that scene. Like, I don't know how either of them did because they were fighting, and then all of a sudden he just trauma dumps on him <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Absolutely crazy beans. Great movie, by the way. That is the only film I watched this week. That's the only movie you watched that this week? That is the only movie I saw. I needed a break. Jeez. after. You know how I was riding a high from this podcast on watching other <laughs> films? I think this killed my love of cinema. What did you, oh, you give the movie? 0. 0.5 out of 5. Oof. I gave it 5 stars. Oh, and my like, God. It is a 5-star movie. It somehow surpasses your expectations of film in deep dives into hysterical comedy and that's why i think it's a five-star movie for for the movie itself of what it wanted to be probably a half a star do you think it's but on like a, an ethereal plane i think i think it's ascended what we view movies <laughs> it's as ascended as cinema. its own thing this is the peak of canadian cinema what we'll ever see this is truly the gr- one of the greatest works of art that we'll ever see in our lifetimes are we gonna just become a little italy podcast I mean, I love Little Italy. I could talk about that movie forever. We should have done an audio commentary. Of that movie? Yeah. Everybody's seen that movie now, though. I don't think... Has a lot of people seen this movie? Like, is this Dude, a this well-known movie? Is a, everybody's seen this movie, okay, man. Well, only 40,000 people have logged it on Letterboxd. That's a lot for a film that's averaging a 2.2. There you go. It's a great movie. There is a dip. There is, a, like, a decent amount of five stars on this thing. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I gave it five stars. It's 1,300 people, including you. There you yours go. Yours truly, Mike Collins. So, yeah, that is five star film. all that I have been graced with for this lovely week. You have seen a lot more than I have. I have seen a lot more than you have. Um, I watched a new 2023 Netflix movie called To Catch a Killer, where Shailene Woodley is a police officer recruited by the FBI to track down... A mass murderer. Uh, when did this come out? I don't know. It was like number one in on Netflix movies when I watched it. Oh, it came out in April. Uh, this movie's terrible. <laughs> this is an awful movie. Uh, sh- I don't know why people are still giving Shailene Woodley any type of acting platform here. She's terrible. I have never seen her do well in anything she's ever been in. Did you watch Big Little Lies? I have not seen Big Little Lies. She's very good in that. Yeah, sure. I really doubt it. Uh, the only she good got nominated for it. Uh, for an Oscar? Oh no, that's a show. For an Emmy. Yeah, Emmy. Well, <laughs> I mean, she's terrible in everything I've seen. So hopefully, she's good in that. But she is just so out of place as like a cop too. It's sober. The only thing I think I, uh, I didn't even say I liked her. She was in the Spectacular now. And she was fine. How's Ben Mendelsohn? No, but nobody in the movie is good. 
The not mo- even the Ben Mendelsohn. Normally, the, he's the like, movie's a bad movie. It's just so boring and gross. Also, it's super outdated. Like, mm. it, like, uh, it's weirdly offensive. With like, also, this is movie. This twenty twenty three movie. They're like profiling this mass murderer, and they're like. I'm I'm not gonna get into the details of why it was gross, but they just said like all of these weird, uh, really outdated things for like mental illness and stuff about why this person is like that, and it's like that's not even how you categorize what you're talking about anymore, and Eh. it just felt really lazy, like nobody thought about it, and it's based currently, so it's just a basic boring, paint by numbers Netflix film. Yeah, yeah. I I I thought I would be a little more interested, but I was not. I was not at all. Uh, then I watched Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Uh, this movie's so funny. Way funnier than the first one. The first one's like a masterpiece. But this movie somehow like surpasses how funny the first one is. And like is it its its own like hemisphere of the jokes hit all the time. It's such like the, the two, early 2000s music. The soundtrack is like that so nostalgic of like what you think it is. The story's great. The jokes all land. It's just so much fun, this movie. I gave this movie five stars. I gave To Catch a Killer one and a half stars. I gave this movie five stars. Whoa. It is like literally, it holds up so well. I and haven't I'm, seen and we're talking about it in 2023. It's just, everything hits for it. It's so entertaining. It's it's just uh, so great. But I, I mean, that's how I feel. Um, you excited for Legally Bonds 3? Uh, well, it's been postponed for so many years. Who knows if we'll ever actually see it. Supposed I th- to come I thought out. They started filming it, didn't they? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in the pandemic, and then it had to be pushed for the pandemic. Then it was supposed to come out last year, and that'd be pushed again. Oh, so I don't know if we'll actually ever see it. Uh, oh, trust me, I know my legally blonde lore <laughs> here. That's a great movie, by the way. I haven't seen the first one either. Oh, dude, fantastic film. You'd hate it. What? Um, Why would I hate it? Oh, you don't like things about women. <laughs> uh, we're talking. <laughs> Stop making this a stupid running joke on this podcast. That's not true. <laughs> sure, sure. And then I watched. Uh, <laughs> I think it won the best picture. A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, it did. I saw your rating of this. This movie is so bad. Oh, my God. Have it, you seen this movie? No, but if we had a camera right now, you would already... Oh, no, 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 no. Most reviews were backing me up. It was just like weird people who had clearly never seen the movie who were giving like five stars or haven't <laughs> seen the movie in a very long time. They just like put this weird color thing over it. And Russell Crowe is terrible in this thing, by the way. Um, it's just so boring. Like, it's unbelievably okay. boring. The twist is great. I really love the twist in the middle of the movie. But it's so badly done. Like, watch, Jake, I, I'm actually telling you, like, this is worse than, I know I told you Silence of the Lambs doesn't hold up. It's still a great movie. This movie does not hold up, and it's a bad movie. And if you watched it, you would agree. You would agree 100% with me. I'm I'm not lying to you. Were you on a Conley kick? Is that why you watched it on? No, um, well, I watched it for Maddie's birthday because it was one of her favorite movies, and then we watched it, and she was like, wow, this is uh, actually pretty bad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, and it was. It was genuinely not a great movie, like actually painful to watch. Conley won for this film, though. Yeah, that, dude, I, I understand why in 2001 people thought this was smart or whatever. It's horrible now. Like, go literally go watch this by yourself, dude. You'll hate this movie. There's nothing good about this movie. Uh, it's been on my list for a while. There's just no reason for me to get to it. It's so long, too. But like, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm telling you, you, you would hate that movie. Um, okay. Then I watched Kicking and Screaming, and not the Will Ferrell one. Oh, I was gonna say the, uh, Noah Baumbach, uh, his first, oh, his yes. first movie. Yes, yes. Um, okay, it's smart how it ends, 
and it's smart what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. He's, it's essentially about a bunch of college kids who graduate college, and they're sort of like they've only known their college their whole lives. And it's mainly focused around this one guy and all of this guy's friends. They just can't leave college. Mm-hmm. So some one guy even enrolls back. And you sort of see it through these different vignettes of uh, the past. Also, the weird flashbacks to the past are so ugly. It's so stupid. <laughs> Uh, about his ex-girlfriend who left to a different country and you're sort of like she's the only one who could escape and he's like haunted by the decision of like someone leaving and it's it's really like almost like masterfully crafted what he's trying to portray okay which is like you're in a state of like not leaving and then you see it through all the other characters like one of one of the friends is like he like starts dating a younger girl and then he stays and then one guy like the whole movie he's supposed to move to a different city and then He's like staying and you're like, okay, he's got to leave. So it's all about these people at this crossroad in their life and they all need to get out of this thing, but they're all like too comfortable with each other to ever do anything about it. Okay. And it works in that sense. It's just the dialogue is horrible, <laughs> like the literally terrible. In the Noah Baumbach film? In the Noah Baumbach film. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. Everything's set through the male gaze. Like it's disgusting. Like it doesn't hold up at all. Like. I'm sorry, dude. It's great that you want to, like, express yourself as someone who wants to, like, escape your thing. But women are not accessories, dude. And every single woman character in this movie is that to, like, somebody's great. Oh, now I'm a better person. Okay, yeah, but that's not why women are in your life, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe in, in 1995, that's how you, you saw women. But that is not. It, it was gross then, and it's gross now. It's really disgusting. Mm. One of the characters uh, just starts dating a, a 15-year-old or 16-year-old. Sure. And we're supposed to be all, like, okay with it. Well, uh, to be fair, his character represents somebody who does not leave and is a loser. Yeah. But they do it really grossly where it's like, okay, you didn't even need to say that. It's really disgusting. And they're like, oh, sleep with all these freshmen. And, like, the, uh, I, Jake, I cannot get over <laughs> I, yes. how much you are, if you watch this movie, you are going to hate the dialogue. <laughs> it is so painful. I have seen a lot of people that this is a bit more mixed than a lot more of Noah Baumbach's more recent films, especially. I, for some reason, can't get into his older stuff. I've tried watching. This is his first movie in his shows, man. It's yeah. god-awful. Well, most directors' first movies aren't very good. Yeah. I, I, I like the vision he just executed in such a disgusting way. It's First of all, it's like vile what they're talking about, half of the crap they're talking about. And it's also so boring, so poorly done. Not they don't do anything. By the way, in this movie, it's not even a hangout movie. It's like a hangout movie where literally nothing happens. The plot never develops. It's just this guy thinking like, "Oh, oh, oh me, dude, me, dude." It's disgusting. It's Horrible weird. movie. Would never recommend it. I gave it one star. Okay, I'm uh, sure I'll probably watch it at some point just to finish off his. Yeah, I mean, I I think you should because I actually you were gonna be so pissed at the dialogue. So the movie. guy that wrote Barbie. Yeah, yeah, the guy who <laughs> wrote, wrote this Barbie. Movie. Funny you say rope, Barbie. You would discredit a woman. All right. And then oh, I watched uh, 2016's Kevin Kevin Sorbo movie. Everyone knows I'm a big Kevin Sorbo guy. Love me some Kevin. Uh, called Forgiven. This movie is about a a man who accidentally shoots his wife in the stomach and he, he flees because he's like scared. He's like, oh my God. Or his girlfriend. He's like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I did that. But um and he goes to a church and he holds up a, a pastor and uh, his two daughters. And Kevin Sorbo is like the police agent on the other line, like trying to get them out of the, the situation. Basically, it resolves like the, the dad has a heart attack. 
And uh, he dies in the hospital, and one of the sisters gets out, and one of the sisters stays, and she sort of changes his pers- perspective on like life because she's like, I forgive you. And then he finds Christ, and he doesn't have to go to jail because he found Jesus. What? What are you describing to me right now? Yeah, he doesn't have to go to jail because he found Jesus Christ. Right. As Which one is does. As most things happen. Right. Um, <laughs> so bad. What? This movie's so bad. When dude. did this come out? 2016. Oh, my God. It's recent. Yeah, That's uh, even worse. Recent? Was it nine years ago? Or not nine. Jeez. That's not seven years ago. That was seven years ago? Yeah. Uh, You're old, bro. Uh, you're uh, old. Forgiven. Uh, I rated this half a star okay, and wait, said unforgiven. Why do you watch them if they're so bad? Christian movies? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just I to lo- make fun of them? No, I don't make fun of them. I like them. I like them a lot. This movie's just a bad movie, though. I wouldn't rate this. Did you watch it with Maddie? No, I watched this. On, this is my triple th- triple movies, but I watched Taken and Screaming, Forgiven, and then this next movie, Audacity. Okay. Audacity is a movie about this wannabe comedian who, by the way, his, his only comedic things that he does, and the other comedians that we see in this movie are only impressions. Nobody tells a joke. They just do impressions. That's the whole thing. So it's about a bike messenger who, who gets stuck in an elevator and he escapes the elevator. And then the person on the speaker is like, you can't leave the elevator or someone might die. And he's like, no, no, I got to go. So he leaves the elevator. And this gay couple gets on the elevator and they die. Ooh. And so he's, he, he thinks that, oh, my God, you know, that is Jesus Christ telling me that if I don't tell gay people that, you know, you're going to go to hell for what you're doing, then. Oh, no. <laughs> then then uh, you're going to die. Oh, no, Mike. Um, and so basically it's that. Uh, half the movie is just YouTube videos of like a guy being like, well, well that's not in the Bible. He's like fake propaganda. Ew. <laughs> this movie's terrible. Ew. And then uh, then he eventually does the stand-up, and it's literally just jokes. Like, it's just dumb jokes. They have a great twist in this movie, by the way. Say it. Um, no one's so, going to watch it. So he's like convincing somebody he works with this girl that like, um, you know, gay people are going to go to hell. But the whole thing is like, Everybody, once he says he's a Christian, everyone hates him. Like, that means you hate gay people, which is something that happens all the time, right? What year did this movie come out? Uh, 2015. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, It's disgusting. But then the twist is, like, she's gay. But don't worry, because she was saved. He also saves another gay couple from, uh, like, a hostage situation in a gas station. And then the gay couple, like, takes him out to dinner. And then uh, as soon as he says he's a Christian, one guy gets mad and he leaves. And the other guy stays and he changes his mind about being gay. Sorry? <laughs> yeah, he changes his mind. Oh, right. Because that's, this is, that's this is how it works, This is something that really happens. Wow. Uh, this is like the most offensive movie yeah, I think I've watched this year. Horrifying. Legitimately just horrible. Horrible. Where do you find these stuff. movies? Uh, I think this was on something called like water flicks or something. I don't know. What? Spirit water flicks. Did you just see the name and you were like, oh, that sounds cool. Uh no uh, dude I'm I'm all over the Christian stuff. Someone <laughs> someone recommended this one as a. Do you have like a list on your letterbox of just all Christian <laughs> movies you haven't seen yet? And you're like, yep, knocking that one up. No, so I think th- I only have one movie on my watch list. Can so you guess what it is? No. It's called Climate Hustle Two, a 2020 movie starring Kevin Sorbo talking about the hypocrisy <laughs> of the climate crisis. <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem? You seek help. Uh, <laughs> both of those movies are just incredibly disgusting. Never watched those movies. Um, and Did then you I watch watched these with Liam. Yeah, 
Oh Liab my and uh, God, uh, a friend, another friend of mine who. Why do you put them through is, this? Who is Christian? No, or who's uh, gay? Gay, bisexual. <laughs> um, oh my God! Uh, by the way, they gave the movie two and a half stars. <laughs> oh, I think that's more. It was funny. Um, and then I watched today Renfield, which I noticed uh, you watched this movie. Yeah. Uh, it could have been cool. I know. It could have been really, really cool. Like the it. action stuff was kind of cool. It's about uh Nicholas Holt, who's like Dracula's familiar, and then he wants a better life, yada yada. And then him and Aquafina team up to beat Ben Schwartz and Dracula. Yeah. Uh, which also, why is that such a convoluted plot? Why did they make I, I it so bizarre? Yeah, you describing that is <laughs> it was a lot so more insane weird. than it needs to be. Um, Dracula teams up with like uh, the mafia, and then. A, if all the cops are corrupt except Aquafina, and it, it's so <laughs> bizarre. Uh, the movie ended like it started like kind of cool. I was interested, and yeah. then it just what the hell am I watching? The dialogue sucks. Yeah. Uh, do you like Aquafina? <sighs> I'm holding on to what I saw from the farewell with Great Aquafina. Movie. Her comedy just isn't it for me. Yeah. Have you watched uh, what's her name, the Queens? Something. What's her name from Queens? What? She has a TV show. No, I haven't seen that. Nora. Just, Nora from Queens. Oh, yes. I have not seen that, but I, I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. I just feel like her style of humor is just not what I think is like smart and clever or interesting. It's just very... Mm-hmm. It feels like she's forcing herself to do that. And I think that she's a very capable actor. And you see it in The Farewell. Like She's incredible in that movie. And I was floored watching her do that because she like a lot of people hate her online oh blah like she's the most annoying like i don't think that i don't think she's like uh, obnoxious or like unwatchable i just prefer her more in a well-written film like the farewell because she still is comedic in that film but i think it utilizes it more because it's more grounded versus a lot of her jokes are usually just like poo and pee jokes and they're just not really they're just not really entertaining and i wish that they utilized her more like they did in the farewell even raya she's really good in raya she's just an animator but she's good as like a voice actor and she's okay in shang chi i just i wish i could see her in more films like the farewell i like her yeah i yeah. mean she I, hasn't like stolen the show from me or anything but i don't dislike her i think she's pretty good i think she was probably the best part of renfield if i remember correctly i like nicholas holt a lot the, the performances really were all good. Did you like? Do you like Nicholas Holt? I do like Nicholas yeah, Holt. Yeah, I think he's good too. I like Ben Schwartz a lot too. So he <laughs> sucks in that movie. He's not good. <laughs> he's but so bad. I did. Nicholas Cage it. was doing something cool at the beginning, and then it just became so annoying. Yeah, it's just such a bad movie for a movie that's ninety minutes too. It drags on Dude. and on and on, and it's also so excessively gory. Yeah, which I kind I was digging, and I thought they would go more into like that type of stuff, and then they just like it's just bad stupidly over the top stupidly over the top uh, i like i like aquafina i like nicholas holden i like nicholas cage i just thought they could have done could have been a better film could have done a better movie yeah uh, i forgot this was this year and it's also yeah. Chris, it's also chris mckay who's done the batman movie the lego batman movie great movie like he's very capable director i feel he, like they were just like oh we have some extra money do you want to make a movie yeah i got this weird script <laughs> yeah, this is really disappointing, honestly. And I, the yeah. fact that I don't remember like anything from the film is just a testament to how forgettable it was. Because it's perfectly watchable. Like you're watching it, you're like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. You just yeah. there could have been so much more. Yeah, it's like it's fine. Yeah, 
think I gave it one and a half. Because <laughs> it, it's like it's not good. It's, it's not a good movie at all. There's been a lot of those type of movies this year. I feel like at the very beginning of the year, there is a lot of these films that came out that were super forgettable. Like Insidious is also that. Megan, I know a lot of people really like Megan. Megan's not that good. It's really boring. I don't understand why people were so obsessed with this doll. And the, the it was just a worse Chucky. This is was weird. I don't know. Cocaine Bears? Chucky? Yeah, like Child's Play? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. There's no movie called Chucky, is there? Well, it's worse. She's a worse version of Chucky. Cocaine Bear, same same thing. Lots of people are going nuts for Cocaine Bear, and it's just like it's... Blech. And these are the type of movies that should be that over-the-top, fun B-movie. And that's what Renfield should have been. It's an elevated B-movie with, like, A-list celebrities. And they've just not gone over past their premise that could be so much more interesting. And instead, they're just forgettable, which is arguably worse. Nobody in that movie is an A-list celebrity. Nicolas Cage? In 2023, you think Nicolas Cage is an A-list celebrity? Have you seen Pig? No. Then you can't say that until you watch Pig. I can because I haven't seen Pig. There's a prime example. (laughs) Go watch Pig. He's really good in Pig. Okay, I cannot say he's an A-list celebrity. That's an insane statement. I don't think it's an insane. Well, like the cast is all like no, they're like yeah. An A-list celebrity is like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> if you walked into any home anywhere and asked who's this person, my Brad Pitt is Ben Schwartz. Okay, Jesus, <laughs> is that it? That's all you watched? Uh, that's it. That's everything. Oh, I, I, God, I'm further into, um. Hijack and Severance, both I have not finished. I don't think you brought up Severance on the pod yet. No. What are you thinking? Uh, It's okay. How many episodes are you in? Three, four. Keep going. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, it's not. It's a really interesting premise. Yes. I really, really am into the premise of the show. It's just not... Um, Like, I have no motivation to keep going with it, I guess, is the issue. With, like, it doesn't end very... I don't know. Uh, it's what I find with a lot of Ben Stiller stuff. It's like odd. Really? Yeah. I like his weird, over-the-top style. Should watch Reality Bites. I've not seen that. <laughs> not <laughs> Terrible. Heard of, not heard of that. You should watch it. Severance is first one. wildly known for its first like couple episodes being like pretty slow, but yeah, like, also slowly slow. planting things in you. Past episode four is when it really just kind of hits the wall. I hope so, because it's, it's fine. It's the ca- fine. The totally cast is fine. incredible in that show, though. Adam Scott. Uh, Adam I have not liked Adam Scott in that show. Yeah, keep watching. I hope keep so. Watching. I am not interested in anything his characters. That last going. episode. The girl's really good. She is very good. Nelly is that her name? I think. Yeah. Some, that last like episode. That? You're gonna love the last episode. Okay, because uh, it's fine right now. Um, Did not finish up Ted Lasso yet. I'm midway through season three. Um, it's not a good show. Oh no! It's, it's the first season was so great. Up to that beard episode was was good, and then after the beard episode, it it was kind of bad. And then the first, oh my god, it lost everything that it had going for it. Why would you make the the what what's the girl the the owner's name now Rebecca. Rebecca? You just had all this whole arc about how she started caring about something else, and then, then you make her whole character about her ex-husband for a whole season. Yeah. It completely ruined everything they built with that character. Um, I love uh, Jamie Tart. I think if they do a spinoff, they have to do something about him. Because this character, like, th- I don't know what the guy who plays him is. He's so good at it. Him and um, 
what's the 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 he's here he's there he's, he's every effing where roy can roy can roy can and jamie tart like if you have a spin-off it's got to be those two guys because they are so good they're together they're so good jason sudeikis seems sad yeah which you can i know why uh, why he's sad but like he's giving like barely anything this season beard you can tell when he writes a line for himself, and it's so frustrating because it's such a terrible line. They also have a joke in this, by the way, that beard. Obviously, it's a beard joke because all of them are boomer jokes that don't land any any time ever. Where they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go see." Also, everything with his girlfriend is so stupid. Like, it's not funny. Nobody cares. Get over it. The character is just so bad, and in this season, it's so much worse. I love the the Amsterdam episode, though. I thought that was great. Yeah, it um. It'll pick up slight, like I hope so because no, genuinely it's not a good show. So after the Amsterdam episode, there's about two episodes where it really is not great, and then there's one episode in particular that you're like, okay, and then that's when it starts to climb up. Okay, towards good the end. because right now I don't think this is a good show anymore. The first season I think is amazing, and honestly, that's a fair take. There's a lot of people out there that have very similar takes as that. So many of them out there fell off on Ted Lasso because it felt like the show got directionless. It it literally has no direction and the characters I feel like they it's becoming like how I met your mother where things are more caricatures of the actual thing than what they are. Um but there's a joke where it's like oh I'm going to I'm going to the it's this play about a menstrual cycle about yada yada yada. And that's the joke. And I'm like how outdated is that that I'm watching a television show which is for white guys about therapy and them discovering themselves. And that's exactly what he's making fun of right there. And he does not realize that that's exactly what this show is, is a dude discovering their body. Like, shut up, bro. How, like, you're, ooh, Jesus, you're <laughs> writing this show and you don't know what it's about? Are you that dumb? Yeah. Like, that w- that line would just like, oh, my God. How is that a thing that you just said, bro? That's the joke you're going to go with? The whole show is a white dude discovering his brain. Like, that's that's what the show is. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Everything he says this season is weirdly outdated and just does not land with anything. Ted that character sucks. Ted is just... He's by far the worst part of the show. This season? Yeah. Yeah. It's not... Like, Ted and Beards... They, they're so they're annoying. Not. And as a soccer fan, Everything that happens in the show makes no sense and is so... Why are they playing a friendly midway through the season? We could sit here and talk about for hours how Ted Lasso messes up. It the, do, it misses every single mark. Yeah. It's, Anytime they, they say like a soccer player or something, like how are all the British people in the room not like throwing their crap around so mad because it's so poorly done when it comes to what actual soccer is like. Oh like, my God. Do you like Zava at least? No, I hated that character. Really? And why was he in it for so long? He wasn't, Just, I, and he wasn't, and he was in for like three episodes. Have him, have him be on another team, and that's like a funny Zlatan reference. I got the reference as soon as we saw it. You didn't need all the scenes with him. It was so bad. He is instrumental into Jamie's character yes, for the season. Yes, a hundred percent. Have him for one episode, then get him out of there. You didn't need however long we had with him because it was way too long. Why don't we have Sam? I wanted more of Sam and his restaurant. That's uh, that's more interesting. Yeah, that gets the ball dropped too. Season three is really weird. It's so bad. Like th- this season is actually bad television. Yeah. Hopefully it picks up. It will. There's uh, mo- there's moments I liked. Like I really like uh, Roy Kent and Jamie Tart. I think them together is so funny. Even the girl though, the the what's her name? Keely. Keely. 
he's, I'm lost on her too, man. Like I don't know yeah, what. And you'll continue to be is. lost on her too. They just threw away that character basically. They dropped a lot of characters, but I think Roy and Jamie are handled very well until the last episode, and then you're gonna see how it ends, and you're gonna be like, oh. <sighs> but they, I agree. I think if they're gonna do a Richmond spinoff, it should be just those two. Yeah. I think it should just be about those two. I agree. You don't even need to make it a Richmond spinoff. Just make it about Jamie Tart's like football career and have like Roy Kent as his coach. Is like, and then it's just those two. But guys. you already know they would do a full-on Richmond spinoff if anything. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, okay, you just spoiled stuff for me. I didn't spoil anything. Well, you said they'd do a full-on Richmond thing, so that means it, the well, other people, other characters, are probably not staying at the club. No, I just think that means that like the the team is so beloved at this point that even if you were just to do two characters, regardless, there's gonna be other people that are gonna be coming in and out of the show, right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna just have Roy and Kent. Keely would be there probably end up still having rebecca and everything like that like you can't just have those two characters because i like everyone the team loves them. the team is interesting yeah and we get like nothing from them i know it's annoying i know it's weird i i think i forgave a lot of the flaws of ted lasso when it ended because it ended on a good note and i forgave a lot of the bumps in the season but the season is pretty pointless at the end of the day it does drop what the first season did in the first half of the second season it's a shame i would like to see some rectification of this if they were to continue it but i think the show should just not continue honestly i agree yeah sad well I'm, I'm not even at the end and i agree it should be over i know because because it was good it should have ended after the first season yeah, anywho i know uh well, i guess we'll get to what comes out in later in the week yeah you want to get into that? that do you want to do that today what comes out well we gotta do what comes out for the week of course it comes up until Friday. Oh, stuff true, that's true, true. Out. Come yeah. on, come What's on. It's Tuesday, though. It's like two days. You would think that there's not stuff coming out. Of I course would. there's stuff coming out. There's always stuff coming out. Did you ever forget about American Dad Season 20 Part 2? Let's go. I love American Dad. That's coming out. That's already actually started as well. The Masked Sinner coming back. Let's go. I love The Masked Sinner. You're a big Masked Sinner fan? Hell yeah. On Wednesday, I Am Groot Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. For all you Marvel fans out there okay. wanting to get some... That had a season one? It did. It was a bunch of shorts. So it is continuing with the shorts of it. So if you like to watch Groot walk around for two minutes and do some short stuff, like throw rocks at a toad or a frog, then... Oh, wow. <laughs> you enticed? No. Okay. On Thursday, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4... Apparently there's four seasons. The cartoon? Yes, there's four seasons of this. It started in 2020. Did people you, you keep being surprised that shows like show. do that? Well, it's the second time you've been surprised that there's four, four seasons, seasons in, in three, three years. years. Yeah, it just seems like a weird turnover. I don't know. Not really yeah. for shows like that. Yeah, you're so used to like prestige TV. We have to wait like two years. Yeah, I guess. Kung Fu Panda, The Dragon Knight, season three. This is the only show with Jack Black voicing Poe. And it's the final season. There's a lot of fans out there. So if you want to watch that in preparation for Kung Fu Panda 4 next year, that will be coming out on Netflix on Thursday. Top Boy Season 3. Let's go. On Netflix. This is the final season. I guess, isn't it technically like the fifth season? I don't know why they call it Season 3 if it's the fifth season. But there's a lot of Top Boy fans out there. Top Boy, bruv. I am okay with Top Boy. I watch it, but I have not seen a single episode of Top Boy. It's totally okay. <laughs> So you're going to watch that, aren't you? Yeah, probably. And uh, I wanted to throw this in there just in case. Uh, 
The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Dude, shut up. <laughs> that is debuting this week. You want to know what the plot is? Daryl Dixon no. is in France now. He meets a girl. What? How did he get to France? I don't know. Wait, Daryl's the crossbow guy? Yeah, Daryl. And now he goes, in every episode, he's, he's grumpy. Um, yeah, he's in France, and he found himself a a teenage girl who might have a cure <laughs> for the apocalypse. What? Does that sound familiar to you? That's because oh. that's <laughs> the last of us. Yes, yes. Yep, that is the premise of Daryl Dixon. So, the second Walking Dead spinoff this year. The Walking Dead has barely even left us, and it has two spinoffs. But Jeez. both are... Uh, both are getting a lot of love from fans. So, what fans? Uh, you would think. You're, uh, li- listen, if you're a Walking Dead fan, you're a zombie yourself. <laughs> and but in case you don't want the zombies and you just want to ride with Norman Reedus, season six of that comes out this week as well. <laughs> season six. Season six. On Thursday, there will be two movies coming out into theaters: The Nun, two. Let's go. Zero advertising for this film. I've seen a lot. I've seen nothing. You don't watch trailers. I I've just you would know like you would think a Conjuring film would have a bit more than it does because even online I've seen like oh, virtually I've seen nothing a, for I've it. Seen a lot. This is directed by the director of the third one, the third Conjuring film. So hopefully it'll be better than the first Nun film. I don't like the first Nun film. I don't think I will be going to see the Nun two, but we will. Oh okay, I guess <laughs> you go hear it here and my big fat Greek wedding three with Andrea Martin. From 2016's Little Lily. Yes. So that is... 2018. 2018, yeah. You, you that Little film Lily. feels like it came out 20 years ago. Oh, with how outdated and yes. disgusting it is? Yes. Yeah. Great movie. And that was six years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. So if you want to go get your big fat Greek wedding on... When did the second one come out? Of I don't know. 20 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> to be honest, I have zero idea. But I think that about uh, wraps up this episode of Cinemates. I am sweating yes, it does. in here. We need to get out of this room. Anyhow, we hope you uh, enjoyed our deep dive into the world of cinema from stories behind the scenes to the magic cap t- magic that captivates us See, on the big screen. And a huge thank you thing. to all our listeners for joining us on the cinematic journey. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast, the Cinemates podcast, with Mike Jose Collins and Jake underscore Schultz 6 on X Post, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we uh, we have some football stuff actually out there right now. So if you guys enjoyed our two minutes of football and, and you're interested in that, I uh, put some odds out. And if you guys have any thoughts on what we should watch or if you guys want to complain about it, feel free to visit our TikTok, same name, the Cinemates Pod. All the link trees are in our X post there uh, for YouTube and such. We will get more clips out to you later. But uh, until next time, keep dreaming and make the magic of cinema continue to inspire your days. Is that what we do? I don't know. This is Cinemates. Bye. See ya.